Keisha. And I'm Faith. And we are Woman Faith Podcast. Hey, beautiful people. Welcome back to our podcast. Welcome back. We are so excited to have you all back. So this new series that we started called This Means War. This is our second episode and we are super excited to dive into this topic. And today we're going to cover really some more of what it means to have the armor of God on Mm -hmm. and what are these different armors and what has he given us to be able to prepare for battle so Faith's going to introduce two and I'm going to introduce two as well so the first one we're going to talk about is the belt of truth and so when I think of the belt of truth I think about a belt that the Roman soldiers wore back then you know during Jesus time and so without the belt a soldier could not keep himself together and so he needed the belt for mobility And so that is what the truth of God is designed to do for us, to hold us together. It keeps us tucked in right with God. And so what I want to do is define truth. Because, you know, nowadays people be like, my truth, your truth, everybody got truth. No. Truth can be defined as an objective standard by which reality is measured. It is a fixed standard. And to discover truth, we actually have to look to where truth was created, the origin which is God, the origin of truth. Another thing I want to mention is that truth is not predicated by how you feel, how you think, or just your emotions in general. Truth is not predicated on whether or not you think something is true. Your feelings. Yes, feelings are real and don't ignore them, but don't allow them to be the truth. Instead, take your feelings to God in prayer and let him give you the truth. So Now that we know the belt of truth is something we need to fight, we're going to talk about ways that we can use it to fight, what we need exactly, and that is scripture. That's the word of God. And so 2 Corinthians 10.5 tells us to demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and take captive every thought to make it obedience to Christ. And so what we have to realize is this battle is a battle between lies and the truth. And so in order to get victory, we have to take God's view of matters, which is the truth. And like John 8, 32 says, the truth will set us free. We know that we need God's truth because the devil is a liar. He thrives on lies and he wants to get us to an environment where there is no objective standard of truth. Mm -hmm. And so by submitting to God and valuing our belt of truth, we'll be able to be protected from the lies of the devil and also held together. So we have to realize that there will be a lot of times where the enemy tries to throw lies in our mind. But like I said, um, I mentioned this very second Corinthians 5, we have to demolish every argument. We have to take captive these thoughts that the enemy tries to put in our minds and we have to make them obedient to Christ. Now, the second armor is the breastplate of righteousness. And this armor is the standard God requires for people to be acceptable to him. So when I think of this armor, I think of a Roman soldier and their breastplate. And basically, Daisha talked a little bit about this our last podcast, but our breastplate, it protects where major organs are. And most importantly, it protects our heart. And so like I just mentioned, the belt of truth, it's God's truth. But then the breastplate of righteousness is when we apply that truth, is the action that we take to show that we know the truth. And so wearing the breastplate of righteousness, it allows us to live right side up. It's the opposite of wrongness, which is living opposite of what the word says. 
And so one thing we have to know when we live righteously is that we are covered by God. But if we're not living righteously, if we're living unrighteous, then it actually invites demonic flow and actually blocks the move of God. Mm. So we have to be careful and make sure that we're living to please God. Amen. Because when we are living to please God, we are covered. But if we are not living to please him, then we are not covered. Another thing I want to mention is I want you all to understand that righteousness is a process. So when you get saved, it is very clear, and the Bible says that we receive righteousness, but our soul has to undergo change still. We have the Holy Spirit, but our soul is still in need of a change. Mm -hmm. So the moment we were saved, Christ's righteousness has been credited to our account. In order to really live out this righteousness, we have to really meditate on the truth and really let it sink into our spirit. And then once it sinks into our spirit, it will flow through our souls and we'll start to be transformed. And I want to mention some of the passages that I like to meditate on to really allow the Holy Spirit to work on me, to work on my soul, to change my heart, to change my mind, to change my body. And that is the first passage is Ephesians 4. So it tells us to put off our old self and renew our minds, put off falsehood, stealing, acting in anger, unwholesome talk, bitterness, wrath, slander, and instead put on kindness, being tenderhearted, and forgiving one another. And also in Colossians 3, it says, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry, and rid yourselves of anger rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. So in order to really see this change that the Holy Spirit is enacting in our lives, we have to put off the old self, what I just talked about, all of the old stuff. Yeah. The stealing, the acting out in anger, unwholesome talk, bitterness, wrath, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, all of that is the old self. Yeah. And then after that, we renew our minds and we can renew our minds by looking to the word of God. And actually a verse that talks about how we're able to really change through the scripture is the verse that mentions all scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness so that the man of God may be equipped for every good work. So as you can see in this verse, scripture is for righteousness. So it allows us to really be able to live out this work that the Holy Spirit is doing in our lives and in our souls and our minds and our hearts. Yeah. And then after we renew our minds, we're then able to put on the new self. So this new self is actually the fruit of the spirit. And so the new self is going to be clothed with compassion and yeah. kindness and humility and gentleness and patience, a heart of forgiveness and unity. So we're going to be able to display the fruit of the spirit we're going to be able to be clothed with the fruit of the spirit and all these other things that I mentioned. Don't go into this fighting with this armor that we're mentioning by yourself. Mm -hmm. Know that you have the Lord with you. All of this armor will really equip and train you so that you can really fight against the enemy. Amen. Amen. And I also want to um, just talk about the importance of literally every single one of these armors being important that they all work together. Yeah. We can't have one without the other. And I want to talk about my two. And going back to referencing the scripture in Ephesians, it says, having strapped on your feet the gospel of peace in preparation to face the enemy 
with firm-footed stability and the readiness produced by the good news. Above all, lift up the protective shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. So today I'm going to talk about peace as well as the shield of faith. When we talk about you know, peace, when we talk about that being representing shoes, mm-hmm. um, when you think about shoes, what do shoes do? Shoes are protective of your feet. It talks about how sometimes we think that, you know, in battle, like, why would I have to protect my feet? You know, what, what, what would that, you know, but your feet is what carries you through the battle. You need to be able to protect your feet to have something that's going to be able to withstand you walking through that battle. In Roman battle shoes, they had spikes and textured soles on them. So even if they weren't able to strike their enemy with the sword, they could strike them with their foot. Wow. <laughs> so that is a major thing. So as we think about shoes, we're not just thinking about you know sneakers or heels. We're thinking, oh, some heels can be dangerous. But <laughs> we're talking about shoes that have spikes and texture mm. on them. So, you know, when the enemy is literally under your feet, you can stomp him down okay. and destroy him. Wow. <laughs> so I'm going to get more into that. But yeah, so basically, uh, the Roman battle shoes, they had spikes and textured soles. They were very comfortable and they were breathable for the soldiers to be able to walk in. So these spikes would have helped them to navigate over the rough terrain, um, unlike other footwear of that time. So basically, when it comes to your peace, it helps you to navigate through the battle that you may be facing. Mm-hmm. And what does peace do? It gives you a calmness through the battle. It gives you just that contentment. Yeah, that contentment of just being content yeah. in where you are. Mm-hmm. And you're not so anxious to move from where you are because you have peace. And people talk about all the time that peace is not in the absence of a problem. Peace mm-hmm. is in the midst of the problem. So in the midst of the war, you have peace. And that is what's helping you to keep going through it, keep walking through it. Yeah. So that's what the shoes represent. And I want to bring up this topic um, when it, in regards to, you know, basically how do we use our shoes? How do we do this? So we use our shoes. We are to walk in these shoes a great distance. That means that we don't take them off whenever we feel like it. When it gets hard, when we get frustrated, we keep these shoes on. You wouldn't just take your shoes off if you were walking two, three miles. Because yeah. you, you wouldn't be able to survive. You wouldn't be able to make it. Because mm-hmm. you probably would step on rocks or, or possibly even glass on the way there. Mm-hmm. But you need your shoes to be able to make it the full distance. Mm-hmm. So we cannot afford to take them off. We cannot afford to take off our peace. Ooh, we cannot afford to lose our peace. And the thing is, our peace is given to us from God. So no one can take it away from us. Mm-hmm. We allow people to take it away from us because so we literally give it to them. Because it was, it was freely given to us. So we have to stop giving it to people to take away. So what is the second thing that we have to do to be able to you know, have that armor of peace? We are to advance without hesitation. So that means... That even when you're in, in the midst of it and you're like, oh, this, that look a little hard. I'm going to just stay. No, no, no. You got to keep pushing mm-hmm. through that hesitation, through that doubt of, you know, should I keep going? or do I, I don't know, God, if I can, I can get through this. I don't know, God. This is looking kind of crazy. Through that moment, he says to advance. That means to push, keep growing, keep going forward Amen. in the midst of it. The third one is. We are to walk together. Mm. So that means that you're not walking this out by yourself. That you have people that are with you that are leading, whether it be your pastor, whether it be a friend, whether it be a counselor, someone who is walking it out with Mm -hmm. you. 
because we are called to be amongst other believers. We are called to be pouring into others and giving to others as they are able to pour and give to us. That's how we work. It's, it's give and take. And I don't, I don't want to say give and take. It's give and give. Because it's not take. You giving and giving. Okay? <laughs> so we need to give and give. Okay? Of that peace. <laughs> but yeah, so those are the three main things that you have to do to be able to um, wear those shoes. To be able to protect you in the battle. And now I want to get into the shield of faith. Now, when you think about a shield, a lot of times you think about a superhero, right? And they have this little tiny, like, circle-looking thing, and it possibly only protects maybe, like, their face or something. But back in Roman times, these shields could protect most of the body parts, okay? It protected the lower legs and the feet. So that's how big this shield was. It wasn't just a little circle thing that you see Captain America having, but it's huge Mm -hmm. to the point that it can protect your legs and your feet. Wow. And it talks about that the shield of faith likewise covers over most vulnerable spots, especially our heart. This shield can withstand the impact of fiery blows from the devil. The crazy thing is, is the fact that this shield, it not only protects you from the devil being able to attack you, but you're able to use that shield to push back against him. Mm. Shields are not only used to to protect you, but they're used for you to push back against your enemy. Mm. And that's what your faith does. It not only protects you from the attacks of the enemy, but you use that faith to push back. Oh, no, 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 devil. Uh -uh. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I am beautiful. I am the head, not the tail. That's how what you you use the word of God to literally push back against him. And how do we get our faith? We get our faith from hearing the word of God. And we have to make sure that we we withstand our faith with the word of God. So how do we keep this faith? How do we do this? How are we able to basically make sure that we take up this shield of faith? What do we do? So the first thing that we have to do is that in Ephesians 6, it makes it very clear that we need to put on all the pieces of armor through prayer. So how are we able to do it? Praying. We have to consistently be in prayer for God to help strengthen our faith. Because through the battle, through the trial, our faith will be tested. Mm -hmm. Our faith will get weary. Those are the moments that you should go to God in prayer. Mm -hmm. You don't don't need to wait when everything is all good. No, no. In those moments when you feel like you only have an inkling of faith left, Go to, go to God, go to your father and pray and talk to him, cry out to him, telling him, Lord, I feel like I, I don't have any faith left. Help me. Mm-hmm. And he will strengthen you. He will give you a boost that you need to be able to keep going through it. The second thing that you should do that you that is going to help you to be able to do this. We have to deliberately choose faith in all circumstances. So that means we are making a effort consistently to have faith. Like we literally are saying, you know what, no matter what it's looking like, I'm going to continuously have faith. I don't care. I don't care if nothing goes right. (laughs) It it can look real crazy, but I am going to continuously choose, make Mm -hmm. a decision to have faith in the midst of it. And when I tell you guys, listen, I am a walking, living testimony of that in itself. Mm -hmm. Literally when it looks like nothing is going to change. When it looks like it's all going crazy, nothing going to happen, right? I am a living witness that in those very moments, you say, you know what? I don't care what it looks like. God 
even in the midst of this, you're moving. Yeah. He's moving. I promise you he's moving. And he will show you better than he could. He will show you better than he could, he could tell you. Okay? <laughs> yeah. And sooner than later, you will see a victory. Yeah. So these two, honestly, are like my favorite. Because in my opinion, like your faith and your peace in the battle is what gets you through. Because oh, yeah. if you lose your faith, if you lose your peace, you gonna lose. <laughs> you listen. You tap out. Uh-uh. <laughs> the war is over. <laughs> Those are what help to get you through, and all of these together yeah. is what helps to get you through. They are mm. all needed, and that's what we want you guys to really understand and and grasp from this is that it's important to have all of them, not just one. It's just similar similar to the fruit of the spirit. You can't just have one. Mm-hmm. You need them all. <laughs> to be fruitful, you need them all. So dig deeper into these topics, dig deeper into these different armor and mm-hmm. understand them more for yourselves. Do, do research for yourselves to understand what is needed and how to live this out because it is so important. When I tell you guys, even as we are doing this series, the enemy is attacking us. Mm-hmm. He is trying to just deter us. He's trying to make us think, yeah, nah, y'all, y'all talking about this, but I'm, let me put y'all through this. Since, <laughs> you know, since y- y'all preaching to them about this, but I'm going to put y'all through this. Make y'all think that y'all No, Literally, mm-hmm. he is putting us through it and not only is god showing himself strong but he is bringing the victories okay he is bringing the victories okay so listen we're not just talking out of the side of our neck but we are speaking truth to you because we are living it and we are doing it every single day i literally had to talk myself out of a funk Mm-hmm. A funk that I was, I would say, willingly in. I was, I just want to be mad. I just want to be in this funk. And it was nothing, it, there was no reason for me to be mad because God had already answered my prayers. Come on. But I was stressing for nothing. Sometimes we do it to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we just want to be mad. Yeah. Don't blame it on God. You just want to be mad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like we have to take responsibility sometimes for our emotions and mm-hmm. just us just wanting to be in a funk. Yeah. When God already answered your prayer. It's already done. Yeah. So I hope that you guys were blessed by this. Um, I truly am. I'm being I'm blessed as we talk about this. So blessed. Even yeah. doing the research. Y'all, one thing I want to mention, the verse, draw near to God and Amen. he will draw near to you. Like God will begin to speak to you Amen. and show you things. When you're in his word, yep. I'm telling you, he's going to show you things. Yes. Yes. Things that you would have never imagined about your purpose, mm-hmm. about who he is. So draw near to him. And I also would like to add just to that. Um, it's important that you read your scripture and your, and your Bible for yourself. Amen. Your pastor can t- you know preach to you and give you a scripture, but it's important that you have an understanding for yourself. Because there could be things in scripture that your pastor may not ever preach on, but that you may specifically need. Yeah. So open your Bible. Read it yes. every single day. Yes. Pour your spirit with the word of God. Like I just said, you know, previously, how we build our faith is hearing. Yes. And how do we hear? What do we need to hear? The word of Amen. God. Amen. That's how we build our faith. Amen. That is the key to building our faith is hearing and yes. hearing by the word of God. And one of the quotes that I love that Tony Evans says is he says, if you are looking for victory, it's in the Bible. Hmm. If you are looking for transformation, it's in there. Wow. If you're looking for power, it's in there. Wow. If you're looking for deliverance, 
it's in there. Wow. If you're looking for a brand new start or a way to lead someone to a brand new start, it's in there. Ooh. The word has given you everything Amen. you need. So you can tap into it and be careful to study it and apply its truth. Amen. Amen. And I know a lot of people think, oh, you know, reading the Bible was boring. I fall asleep when I read the Bible. Listen, if you understood <laughs> the power <sighs> that these words have when you read them, you wouldn't fall asleep. Yes. You fall asleep because you don't understand the power behind it. Because yeah. when you read it, it should empower you. It should make you want to jump and scream yeah. when you read it. When you understand what you're reading, yes. it shouldn't put you to sleep. Yeah. It should excite you. Yeah. It should excite you when you understand God's promises. Mm-hmm. When you understand that he is a man that cannot lie. Yeah. That it shall come to pass. Yeah. It should excite you. That what you're going through is not the end. Mm-hmm. That what you're going through, if it's crazy, it's not what God has for you. God does, does not design for your life to be hard and, and, and cruel and crazy. No. Yes, we are in this sinful world and we cannot get out of dealing with certain things. But God did not call you to deal with these things for, that, for it to be your life. Mm-hmm. You can be freed. You can be delivered. And you are yes. because of Jesus. Yes. So you are not what you're going through. You yeah. are not what you're dealing with. Yeah. I remember Paul Shepard, another preacher, mentioned Christians should be the happiest people mm-hmm. on earth. Why? Because we are eternally set. Yes. After we leave this earthly life, we are with Jesus forever. Amen. And one thing that I, I, I realized when I got closer to God and when I began to search him and seek for him more was how my joy changed mm-hmm. and how my perspective of God changed so that I became that Christian that when people looked at me, they really saw God. Amen. And it wasn't that they, that they looked at me and they saw somebody that was like, just like them in regards to, oh, she, she probably just like me or she, they saw, what is it about her? Yes. Why is she so happy? Why is she, why is she so pleasant? You know, all this is going on, but yet she has a smile on her face. Amen. They were able to differentiate the two and say, wow, like there's something about this girl. What is it? And that's what it should be. People should be able to look at you and be able to, to point you out the crowd and say, what is it about her? Or what is it about him? Mm-hmm. Why, what is this I feel on him? This, this spirit, this, this peace. What is it? Why are you so peaceful? Your life has not been perfect, but you, yet you have peace. What is this? Teach me about it. <laughs> That's what gets people to want to know truly who God is mm-hmm. because they see the peace that you have in your life in spite of what, you, what you've yes. been through. There are people that have been through less than you that crumbled. Mm-hmm. But you didn't. And you've been through more than them. Mm-hmm. And you still standing. Okay. And nothing else, you should be praising and shouting shouting about that. <laughs> because yeah. it's nobody because of God that kept mm-hmm. you. God is the one that kept you. You're not here because of you. He kept you through that. Yes. <laughs> I, I feel like you are talking to me. Okay. He kept you through that. Amen. And you went through way more than them. And they broke. <laughs> And you're able to have a smile on your face and be able to talk about the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. That is nobody but Jesus. Amen. That is nobody but him. That's nobody but him. Mm-hmm. So how, how can we not be, be excited when we talk about this? How can we not be excited and, and, and show joy when we're talking to other people because of how blessed we truly are? Amen. How blessed we truly are. So... 
I know we said a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but I hope that you guys are blessed um, by this this topic and by this series. Um, we're not done yet. Yes, we are truly enjoying this series. We are learning so much. Mm-hmm. We are transforming through this series. Amen. And we are just excited to help you to transform too. Amen. Have a blessed day, evening, morning, afternoon, whatever time you're listening to this. We love you guys.